You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Screw the template, own your values, and amplify your influence. This is the Font Your Fire podcast, where we defy stale marketing advice and own our power. I am your host and CEO of Font Your Fire, India Jackson, and today I have a very special treat for you. I am joined by Kristen Channel, and she is the owner of Channel Creative, a copywriting and editorial firm near Iowa City, Iowa a U-N-E-S-C-O, City of Literature. I have no idea what that means, so we're going to make sure that she tells us all about that. And uh, what I really enjoy about Kristen is she shows up with so much empathy, humor, and just this wonderful dash of saltiness (laughs) that helps her copywriting clients speak with radical clarity and courage. She especially loves working with multidisciplinary entrepreneurs because white men aren't the only polymaths. What in the world is polymaths? Please explain that to me, Kristen. And as a book editor, she helps authors improve their writing, storytelling, and voice. I really enjoy Kristen. She is one of my favorite personalities to have her energy around me. And there's going to be so much to learn from her in this episode (laughs) Um, And we just have really great energy that vibes well off of each other. So thank you for being here today, Kristen. Thanks for having me, Andy. I'm so excited to talk to you and everybody (laughs) listening. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I totally botched whatever the UNESCO. Please explain to me what is that? UNESCO. So um, Iowa City is a city of literature. Um, The writing program at the University of Iowa is pretty famous. It's world renowned. Um, it's had a lot of great authors come from there and teach there. Um, so yeah, they were given this honorary title through, I think it's associated with the UN. Um, but other cities of literature you've got, oh my gosh, Edinburgh. Um, let's see, Prague, Melbourne, Manchester, lots of different places. So it's nice to be in that company and not a lot goes on in Iowa. So we hang on to anything interesting we can, I think. 
Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. And very interesting. Okay, what is a polymath? Is that did I say that oh, right? Yeah, polymath. <laughs> um, so they're also called uh, multi-potentialites, multidisciplinary. Um, but these are people who have a broad range of interests. So they sometimes they specialize in one thing, but they have such a broad range of interests and knowledge that they can bring all those things together into a unique sort of platform or career that helps them problem solve in ways that a lot of people can't. And a lot of times those things are, um, they seem like they're not related, but they find a special way to bring it all together. So like you might think of say Da Vinci or Elon Musk. Like I said, it's usually men who are mentioned white men. Mm, (laughs) So yeah, yeah, but there are a lot of women and modern entrepreneurs who are also polymaths. So makes complete sense. Thank you so much for educating us on that because I know that, um, (laughs) it's very easy to be in our own world. And I use language sometimes too, that I have to remind myself, um, to break that down sometimes as the listeners may not know what these things are. Uh, so I appreciate you adding some context there. So speaking of that, one of the things that comes to mind for me about you is, um, that you started out as a photographer And Mm -hmm. so could you tell me a little bit about pivoting from your photography career into now what is writing and what does that look like for you? Sure. Well, I've always loved both writing and visual art. And my dad put a camera in my hand when I was, oh gosh, 12 or 13 and I'm 41 now. So, um, yeah, I had so many interests. I didn't know what I wanted to major in. So I just decided to do photography on my own. And I wound up doing that for about a decade. Um, And I was doing it in Charleston, South Carolina, doing a lot of like plantation weddings and plantation portraits of white people. And I started hearing um, black people saying, that's gross. Why are y'all doing this? Yeah. Um, And of course, I had never thought about it, Um, even though I considered myself fairly worldly and empathetic. But yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't even occur to us. All we see is a pretty white house, pretty land, beautiful trees. We don't even think about um, the impact that that has even on modern black people. So I quit doing that. I lost a lot of business because of that. And I transitioned into like birth photography. But once I got to Iowa, I I just got tired of building new bases for my photography business. So I decided to go back to university and uh, finished studying writing at the University of Iowa. And I'm so glad I did. And while that was literary focused, um, I feel like the business building I did when I was a photographer and speaking with other photographers helped parlay that and my writing ability into copywriting and editing. So, so I've been doing... Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing this now um, about a year. So I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Well, you couldn't have told me it's been only a year from the outside looking in because you're so good at what you do. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. So one of the things that I find is that there can be like this misconception um, that we need more likes to increase our visibility 
or we need more likes to be seen or to make sure our posts don't get lost in the algorithm of Instagram and Facebook and all the other algorithms that are out there. And I truly think that one of the things that we have in common is realizing that we actually need more comments so that you can use those comments to begin meaningful conversations. And that's really where the conversion and relationships happen. Mm -hmm. And I really want to know from you um, in this understanding of that, that the likes is not really the end all be all. And it's the beginning of being able to create conversations instead of just likes. How does that inform your approach to writing captions? Oh, oh, okay. I love this topic. Um, I've been burned by big name business people online who were, I call it big hat, no cattle. Um, (laughs) they had beautiful (laughs) copywriting and like the product that I bought, the service that I bought was just, it was awful. Like it insulted my intelligence. (laughs) I was really angry and sometimes I got a refund and sometimes I didn't. But, you know, these people, they're not actually interacting with me or with anybody online. They're just selling. They're selling people information on how to make money online. They're not building relationships. Um, So I wanted to do the opposite of that. I'm not impressed by big numbers for that reason and also because it makes it... uh, it feels too much like a mega church evangelical <laughs> situation <laughs> where like there's a huge fan base and not much uh, not much sincerity behind it, not much real care and concern behind it. So and also like as a woman over 40, we like relationships even with brands and that gets overlooked a lot, even by other female marketers and female business owners. So I want people to feel visible. I want the people who are interested in what I'm saying to feel visible. I I actually like talking to people. Um, And I want to work with businesses who also like being of service and talking to people. So that's really how I got to this. Um, and trying to build relationships. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that because I do think that it is really helpful to understand how people evolve from maybe seeing things in one way to saying, you know what, this doesn't work and I want to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that process for you, what are some of like the tangible things that you started to see that needed to shift to get conversations started instead of just getting people to double tap? Mm, what needs to shift? Well, there's definitely the issue of trying to appeal to the masses, just like we were talking about. Um, having to get over the fear of what other people will think. Um, let's see. Yeah, the templates, you know, fuck that. <laughs> You have to let go of that and um, know that it's not a one and done. You have to actually listen to people. Copywriting is, it's a, it's a lot more listening than it is writing. Listening to your client, you're listening to their team, you're listening to the people they want to reach, you're listening to their alternatives from their client standpoint. Um, what do they want the world to be like? 
what conversations are they sick of having and what would they like to be saying instead? Um, Mm. Who are their lineage? Yeah. I do a lot more listening and talking than I do actual writing. The writing is fast and pretty easy for me. I just have to get people talking so I can listen to them. You heard it directly from Kristen. (laughs) If you are thinking of looking for a writer, I'm going to say that that is one of the top things on my list of advice and feedback is as you're starting to interview people to be a part of your team or to support your business or your brand in writing for you, is really paying attention to how much they're listening in their process when they explain how they're working with people than how much they're writing. Both are necessary, but if we're not listening, it's going to be really hard to write things that feel like they're aligned with your brand's message. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's not going to be a one and done. It's going to take revisions. um, And that requires a lot of listening. And you have to set your ego aside and be able to do rewrites when you need to and not take it personally, um, which it it can be really tricky (laughs) as a creative because you like to have some creative agency, but also you need to be able to get this voice right. And that can take it can take weeks. It can take months. You just have to find find the right client who really wants to work with you. So, <laughs> so one of the things that comes to mind for me as I think about that is, um, and it shows up when people are working with designers, artists, um, even a hairstylist, anything that is requiring someone else to be creative and provide a service, is navigating as the consumer, like how to give feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that, like what you wish people knew when it is time to give feedback for those revisions. (laughs) Um, What I wish people knew is that, okay, from the client's perspective or from mine, like what, what do they, how do they need to give feedback or how do I need to receive it? Is that what are you asking? How how do they need to give it? And what do you wish that they knew before they did? <laughs> um, okay. This, knows, this, this does not apply to you as a client, but I have had people who just go in and change a lot of the copy um, that that is there for a reason. Like every word is there for a reason, you know. And they go in and change it just because they think it's pretty words that are going to make the sale. But everything is very strategic. So I need people to be able to come to me and say, I think this needs to be changed. And here's why. How can we do this differently? Um, You've done a great job with that. So I am so appreciative. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, it's a matter of giving constructive criticism. This is why this doesn't sound like my voice. This is why this won't appeal to my clients, my audience, my the people I'm trying to have a conversation with. It's, it's really that simple. Um, and even if you don't know why it's not working for you, you can have a discussion together and try to figure that out because you're both coming from, well, you both have the same goal, right? to attract people and to have the conversation. So really 
a discussion is all that's needed. And sometimes that might be five minutes. Sometimes it might be 20 minutes. Um, and sometimes it means you just don't work well together and that's okay too. <laughs> you can't be for everybody. So I'm so glad that you shared that because I think that I see it a lot in creative industries, whether it's writing, branding, you name it, that people um, can be afraid to give feedback mm -hmm. out of like not wanting to offend the creative or the team member that they bought on or the support system that they have there. And what I'm hearing from you is that you actually need that feedback in order to continue to be able to give them exactly what they're looking for. And so just maybe knowing that you know, if you're working with the right person, they're not going to take that feedback personally. They're going to take that as information to better refine what they're doing to support you. Yeah, that's exactly right. And while one does not need a, a formal education in any creative field in order to become a creative professional, I think that really helps because that's all you get is feedback. And some of it is really critical and you, you form a thick skin. I'm sure you know that too. <laughs> like it's not personal. It's just, this is how they see it and it's not for them and it either needs to change or you need to part ways. So that's all there is to it. Okay. So you hinted at it a minute ago, um, mm -hmm. but I do want to emphasize on that, that you do uh, writing for actually three brands that I'm associated with. So mm -hmm. Font Your Fire, Pause on the Play, and Erica Corday. Um, <laughs> and so just giving that context that if you are subscribed to our newsletter or if you have been on any of those Instagram accounts, you may have seen some of Kristen's work. Um, and what I've really enjoyed is, you know, that relationship started out of you being a client of Pause on the Play um, in our two-to-one coaching and consulting, as well as our community. And what I, as we right now in the community are talking about brand alignment um, as our theme or our topic of choice this month, it really makes me wonder, like, from your perspective as a writer, you know, um, how that applies to you. So one of the things that comes to mind for me is that there's this misconception that we need to like the style of the writer um, <laughs> when we're choosing to hire someone or bring them onto our team or whatever that relationship with the writer may look like for your brand or your business, um, that we need to like their style or we need to feel like the people that have worked with them in the past and the work we see them doing for them sounds like us. Um, or something along those lines. And where I can see that happen is brands will spend all this time working on like a brand voice guide. And I will say I fall like victim to thinking that we needed this brand voice guide as well. Mm -hmm. um, but when I think about brand alignment and how that relates back to writing, from my perspective is that you really need the buy-in from your writer. You need a writer that is on board with the values of your brand and, you know, is fully supportive of that brand's values, its mission, its purpose, and what you're doing in order to get behind you. And I'm wondering, you know, how do you feel about that perspective of being aligned with your clients? Yeah, that it's, it's huge for me. Um, there are definitely people I do not want to work with and I will not work with just because it's not aligned with me and I don't want my name associated with it. Um, 
<laughs> I won't get into politics here, but I'm sure we can guess <laughs> uh, what my views are. So values are very important to me. Um, and I think this is this is one of the ways that being so multidimensional and having so many interests really helps me is because I just happen to have a lot of the same values and interests as the people I attract. It's, you know, I don't necessarily buy into the law of attraction thing, but when you write a certain way and you talk a certain way, your values are going to come out. And those are the people who are going to come to you, whether you're actively trying to make it happen or not. So showing up, as you guys say, as y'all say, not you guys. <laughs> as I'm working on that phrase too. And God, it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, you guys, it's a hard word or phrase. It really is. I hear it all the time. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's going to come out if you're being your true self. It's really... I don't like compartmentalizing myself. I don't like it when people compartmentalize themselves. Um, it, it feels very disingenuous to me. And um, I don't think it helps. I don't think it helps. It's, yeah, so values are incredibly important. And I want to know what you stand for before I work with you. And I think that that's so important because I just feel like the traditional business model or business advice really came from this perspective of you don't bring politics into work. You don't bring your beliefs into work. Um, and I'm glad to see that I feel like the world is shifting a little bit in how it sees that. Oh my gosh. I hope that the listeners cannot hear <laughs> that I'm at the studio today and there's construction happening in the background. It's not but, bad uh, from this end. So <laughs> but I'm really wondering from you, like how, as we start to think more about, and if someone is listening, is like, you know what, I'm on board with this. I really want to align clients. Um, from a tangible standpoint, how does the concept of wanting to be aligned with your clients' values show up or inform your discovery, consultation, and onboarding process? Um. There are questions I will ask as soon as somebody contacts me. This wasn't the case with you and Erica because I felt like I already knew you pretty well. Um, but I'll ask them things like, what kind of world do you want to live in? What do you want your client to know like deep in her bones, deep in her soul? What do you, um, what are you hoping will happen from this writing? What's the goal? Um, tell me tell me about your lineage. Tell me about who informs your values, who informs the way you move through the world. Um, these are some of the first questions that I ask anybody. So you can get a lot of information once you get somebody talking about those things. I find it very helpful. Ooh. So I'm really curious. I know you're not expecting this. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to know what kind of world do you want to live in? Oh my gosh. I'm such an idealist. <laughs> People make fun of yeah. me for it. Um, you know, I, I, I want to burn shit to the ground and just start over. Honestly. <laughs> um, I want, 
I want people to feel welcome in all spaces, to feel safe in all spaces, to feel like they can express their truth and not be attacked for it just because it's not the same as somebody else's. I want, I just want mutual respect. I want peace, love, and understanding, man. I don't know how else to put it. I'm, I'm just so tired of the, well, your experience is not my experience, so yours is wrong. And oh, as a fact checker, I can't stand the, this distrust of expertise and science that we have for some reason. I'm really interested to see where that started because it's driving me crazy. Mm-hmm. It hurts my heart. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. So I'm there with you. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think that one of the things that I've seen you do really well and continue to do so much better, even just in the last six months is say and talk about the things that you just said, you know, your view of the world, the world that you want to live in, um, educating people on how to fact check before they run with the story, mm-hmm. uh, really laying out, you know, uh, different ways to support people who are not necessarily like you. And I'm curious to know how has stepping more into your truth and, uh, really talking about what you believe in and aligning your brand better shaped who you're attracting. I've been, I've been just flabbergasted at the people um, I attract. It's well, I'm, I'm attracting people who have had multiple um, businesses. And so they're merging all those into one really cool concept. And yeah, people who, are doing anti-racist work, um, people who are intersectional feminists, not just white feminists. Um, it's been it's been tremendous. People who are actually well-read, who don't just read like the white man's business books. You know what I mean? I, I get yeah. so tired of those fucking book, book lists because it's all the same guys. And I'm like, if you're only reading white men, you're not well-read. You're not getting the full picture of what and who you could be doing and working with. So, yeah. What I find interesting is <laughs> you mentioned the white man's business books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what many people may not realize without me pointing it out to them is that one of the things that you see, pause in the play, Erica Corday and I, uh, so all three brands that you're working with talk about is putting down that white woman's handbook of social media captions and responses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm really curious to know from you, what does it feel like to be a white woman writing from a black woman's perspective about putting <laughs> down the white woman's handbook of captions for three yeah. black women? <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I, I was at, at first when y'all contacted me, I was like, shit, can I do this? Like I, I, my life has been so easily and so privileged. And I was like, I, I don't know if I can do this, but, um, it's been wonderful and it's been fun and it's been a challenge for sure. Um, I have to try to get into your brain and get out of mine and into your client's brain too. And it's, I do. I like the challenge. I like the challenge and I don't always get it right. And y'all tell me when I don't really well. And I so appreciate that. And, um, but I, I'm really enjoying it. So 
But you get it right a lot. Oh, thank you. Good. And I think that there's something very special about that because from the outside looking in, it would seem like it'd be impossible to get that right. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about like, what has your process been when you've been writing for us in particular, but also brands that maybe have a different point of view than you? Mm, that's a good question. I don't always know <laughs> how I do it, how I pull it off. Um, a lot of it is reading past emails, past social media captions, listening to past interviews, listening to the words and phrases you use, um, how the words flow when you're speaking or when you're writing. Um, you know, there's, there's a musicality everybody has to their particular voice. And um, not everybody can pick that up. I feel like that's one of my gifts. Um, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, it's a, like I said, it's a lot of research um, going back and listening to words and phrases and thoughts and patterns. It's a lot more of that than it is writing. So. Yeah, but I do think that that is a system. That is a process. Uh, Mm -hmm. It just might not look the way that people think it should. But there's something incredibly effective about the fact that you are paying very careful attention to what's said, how it's said, Um, just kind of reflecting back to you that, you know, we've worked with other team members in the past that have not been able to to nail our voice um, as well as you have. And just being able to show some appreciation for you for like saying, (laughs) thank you. My ego is really enjoying this. You can keep going as long as you like. (laughs) (laughs) But there's something to that. Um, And and what I also hear is that buy-in, right? You know, if, if you're not invested in the client, you know, so it's something for the, the listeners today to take away is your writer does need to be invested enough to do a little bit of research, to listen to some of your podcast or TV interviews and to understand how you speak. And that's going to happen beyond just a questionnaire. Um, I know you do have some forms and things that you have in place in your business, but I also hear you're taking some time to listen to what's not being said outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you do. You have to love people, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. I think to do this, you have to really enjoy talking to people and listening to people, even if you don't always agree with everything 100% or you can't 100% relate to their experiences. You have to have a genuine interest um, in order to do it well. And I, I just I don't understand the people who they keep complaining about their clients and the one-on-one work. And I'm like, well, send it to me. I actually like people. <laughs> I don't, you know, why are you in a service-based business if uh, you don't you enjoy don't like people. people? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I see a lot of that too. And I, I have to agree that you can, you can feel when someone is genuinely interested in who you are beyond what mm-hmm. you're selling. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I think that's part of your magic. Oh, um, thank you. You're welcome. Those y'all are just delightful to, to work for. <laughs> oh, well, we'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love your your personalities. So, 
So one of the things that I'm wondering as well is if someone were listening today and they're appreciating your perspective or some of the things that they've seen you do through us as much as we are, um, what is one thing that you wish that they knew or did prior to deciding to reach out? Mm, deciding to reach out to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Um. I'm going to really enjoy talking to you and I'm probably going to voice message you a lot. (laughs) And um, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of questions for you. So I hope you like talking because I can't do the work unless I get you talking. So get ready. Yeah. I love it. uh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very different than some of the experiences I've seen (laughs) in your industry um, Mm -hmm. where there is not a lot of conversation and communication. Yeah, it's so important. It's so important. Okay, so it wouldn't be an interview here without asking you, what is one thing that has helped you flaunt your fire and own your power as you've evolved your own visibility? Oh, my gosh. Well, aging has certainly helped. (laughs) Just got to a point where I stopped giving a fuck about what many, many people um, thought and... Hiring, that's part of the reason I hired y'all. I sort of needed that extra push and that extra accountability um, to be who I wanted to be publicly. Because, yeah, it, it can be scary to think, well, if people might not hire me because of these views, but you encouraged me and said, but people will hire you because of them too. So that, I mean, those have been tremendously helpful, honestly. Thank you. I I think there's something to be said about that. Um, Just being able to watch you completely be yourself Mm -hmm. has been really, really inspiring and empowering to see. I like to call you our resident disruptor and pause in the play of the community. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'll take it. Thank you. I'm going to make a (laughs) t-shirt. I can expect you to come with a little bit of saltiness and mm-hmm. all of the disruption and feistiness <laughs> possible. And I think that that draws people into you, um, especially because I I just feel like I'm seeing more and more people grow bored and grow tired of cookie cutter messaging, cookie cutter mm-hmm. conversations. They want something real. And so it's been amazing to see you really own what's real for you. Yeah. Educate people on different things and also like call people in that have similar values. Um, Because I think that we all have so much more power when we use our voice to influence Mm -hmm. others and to create change than we realize we do. Absolutely. It's um, it's very political to use your voice. So go for it. That's uh, that's how people feel comfortable using their own voices, seeing you do it, hearing you do it. So you'll uh, call people in and they'll be able to do the same. It's a lovely, lovely circle. Absolutely. So I know that one of the types of people that you love working with is actually one of our kinds of listeners. Um, We have a lot of therapists and coaches and change makers and activists that listen to this podcast. And I know that after hearing this episode, 
they're going to be curious about you, going to keep in touch and learn a little bit more about how they can work with you, where can they find you? Mm, thank you. Um, my website is channel-creative.com and I'm on Instagram at Kristen Channel. And those are my main forms of communicating online right now. Um, email is Kristen at channel-creative.com. And I'd love to hear from you. I love it. I love it. And I would also love to highlight that uh, Kristen has just been such an incredible member of our community, Pause on the Play, um, since we created the community. Actually, you're one of our first members. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) They're getting... um, if you know when if you have been listening for a while and you're interested in joining Pause and the Play the Community, it's another way to get to know someone like Kristen and really be able to vibe with each other and learn from each other and support each other. Um, but I can definitely say you're one of my favorite writers, and it's just been so incredible to see how you show up for your clients, the work that you're doing for them, and what I think. Many people um, have a fear of sometimes when they're working with a writer for the first time or they work with writers and have bad experiences in the past mm-hmm. is handing over their voice to someone else. And yeah. you do it so eloquently, um, but also like without losing those extra personality pieces that make them who they are. Like I've really um, enjoyed being able to speak to and to see how when you write for Erica's brand, you know, you're using her words, you're uh, kind of using her tone, which is very different than my own, even though people hear us together a lot, it could be Mm -hmm. easy to kind of blur those lines. Mm -hmm. And there's something about your process, and how you carefully listen, and observe before you ever write, that really allows you to step into the voice of someone else. Oh, thank you. Y'all make it easy. I don't... (laughs) Um, it's really fun to work with you. And and like I said, it's a challenge and I really delight in it. Plus your personalities are amazing. And yeah, the community, I just, I love it to death. I haven't been super active there in the last two weeks because there's been a lot going on, but um, there are some badass people in there and I love it. It's, it's worth every penny. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So if you're looking for a writer that is not afraid to keep the fuckets that you put in your conversations (laughs) into your writing, (laughs) this is how I'm advertising you at the end. Uh Make sure you go check out Kristen on Instagram (laughs) and on her website. You have an incredible new makeover I just saw of the website. Oh, yes. Thank you. And you're welcome. (laughs) <laughs> and now you have a button there where they can book a discovery call to get to know you better and see if it's a good fit. Yes, please do. I'd love to talk to anybody. So let's chat. Even if you don't want to talk about business, we can talk about anything else. Because <laughs> I like people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Being able to talk to people during the remainders of these quarantine days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When is so. it going to end? I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. I am so glad that I was able to have Kristen come here on the podcast so that you could see just how amazing I think she is for yourself. If you're listening, I want to encourage you to do two things this week. I know normally we give you one, but this week I'm going to give you two. 
Number one is I want you to head on over to pauseontheplay.com. And while you're there, I want you to take a look at the homepage and we have a button where you can get our free marketing and mindsets from the inside out workbook. It takes just a few moments to put in your name and your email address, and you will get that work delivered to you in your inbox. This is a great way to start the process of recognizing the changes that you want to see happen in your career, in your industry, and the questions in there, um, I will say have all the personality in it, like what has you pissed off and fired up, you know, but these questions will really give you some clarity that I think is much needed at a time like right now. And once you're there, you'll get to experience our newsletter, which we are sending out less than once a week because we don't believe in creating more noise and more junk in your inbox. But in this newsletter, we're collaborating with Kristen to make it really interactive and giving you exclusive content that you're not going to get anywhere else from us that is done in a very interactive way um, that unfortunately like podcasting just doesn't allow but with our email newsletter we're able to talk with you instead of just at you and you're able to hit reply and tell us what you think and erica and i are responding to those emails from you which we so enjoy we love conversation if you haven't picked up on that today what all of us have in common is really enjoying continuing conversations that are meaningful and building strong relationships. Okay, since you're already on the website, the second thing that I want you to do is to click on the button that says the community. And I want you to take a moment to just do some quick reading about it and fill out your application. We need more change makers. We need more people like you in our space because I know that there is so much that can be done when we band together and work together to facilitate the changes that we want to see. This month, as you're hearing this episode, our topic is brand alignment, but we're diving into so many other areas of diversity, equity, inclusion, visibility, branding, you name it. And we're doing all of these things under a lens that not only allows your business to be more successful, more strategic, attract more of the people that you and your team enjoy working with the most, but also do this in a way that facilitates change in our world, lasting change and not just a temporary black square or a temporary design effort on Instagram or a temporary graphic for Pride Month. We are talking about tangible, lasting change. If you are ready for change, if you are ready to evolve, if you are ready to get visible with these things, head on over to pauseontheplay.com community and put in your application today. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work 
creates the foundation for every action that you take. And then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?